Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Matchball. Ah, well, hello there and welcome to The Matchball. These aren't getting easy, any easier, are they? It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors, who will do you 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, I'm Dan Moylan. Hello to you. And I'm joined by Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Uh, we're streaming live to our TSB Plus subscribers slightly later uh, than we intended on YouTube. Computers are complicated, uh, but we don't, you, we don't need to get bogged down in that at all. Kevin Friend was handling our technical stream, so everything had to be slowed down. We had to have a long conversation about it, and then in the end, take no action. Yes. Um, that was an almighty kick in the bollocks, wasn't it? And I'm slightly thankful for the little tech delay there before we got started because it's allowed me to gather my thoughts somewhat because that was really, really upsetting conceding that late goal. But it was coming, wasn't it? It was, unfortunately. Which it didn't need to because there were chances there for us. I mean, it was a very open game. I thought they, were, they, they could have had goals too. But the click chance at 1-0, that I just can't get that out of my head. I'm not quite sure how he missed and mm. how he missed quite badly. It went at least a foot wide of the post. I mean, where was the where was the deflection on it? Because we got a corner. Yeah. I remember watching little telly gave me another view, oh, but there was no little telly. I didn't. Um, I'm not even in the mood for being funny tonight. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, this is going to be a good half hour, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but I couldn't see uh, any deflection. I thought he just missed it, and then when I looked up, we had a corner. So. I thought he just missed as well. Mm. I have to say. So maybe it's not all his fault. Maybe there's some infinitesimal um, mm. fractional millimeter that uh, that diverted the ball wide or. He just missed. Yeah, I thought we were good for large parts of that, and then the last half hour we could just completely ran out of steam. And Rafinha went off, and he'd he'd been our best player. And if by well, I thought him and Rodrigo were both good actually, mm. uh, but him going off just it just felt like it was the end, mm. um, and <laughs> the end of it all, more or less. He was having a brilliant game, I thought Rafinha, but and we know he's been injured. And I think Bielsa said post game something along the lines of it was difficult for him to continue or something. Yeah, so, he wanted to come off. They, they must be managing an injury or something. Mm. Well, yeah, they put him by, um, they sat him in the dugout, uh, in front of the dugout on the grass and put a load of ice on his leg. And I was kind of keeping half an eye on him to see if he tripped Bielsa up because he had his legs right out in, across the technical area. Mm. And it was really set up for Bielsa to go um, tumbling over a little like when he sat on that cup of coffee hilariously uh, <laughs> at Marseille. I'm confused about the last um, 20 minutes, half an hour thing, because everybody is saying, including Marcelo Bielsa by the sounds of it, that we ran out of steam, and West Ham were on top towards the end of the game. There was only going to be one winner. But I was, I actually thought we were as much in it 
to win it as West Ham were. And that's why we ended up losing because they got us on the counter and they kept getting us on the counter rather than um, it being, we weren't camped in our half being dominated and giving up chance after chance. We were getting into their box. There was, um, I can picture Jamie Shackleton bursting into their penalty area, which he hadn't done in the first half. Um, and we had, there was the pullback. Rodrigo had a chance. There was the, was it Click had a shot from the edge of the box that was um, nodded down to him. So I was looking at, I was thinking, oh, well, we're, we're still getting some chances, but a little bit frightening at the other end. And then Antonio, it was a, a break and you can see how, I, you know, it was Antonio versus Jamie Shackleton. And um, huh. I think Antonio's a bit stronger than little little Shackleton. He's a big, he's a big lad, isn't he? But just he's with, with reference to him, I thought um, Cresswell acquitted himself really, really well. He's a big lad. Uh, he's a big lad as well. But I'm terribly, terribly worried about the man-to-man marking and how much it's costing us this season because you saw all their chances, that can't, well, all the, probably all the chances we've conceded all season to this point. It's people running from deep, um, catching us in the man-to-man, pulling players out. Just opposition that's a bit too wily and a bit too good for us, unfortunately. I mean, I, I, we were all right, weren't we, today? We were for the, great. For the most part. We first were, half, we were, we were brilliant. Yeah, but with, we, with, with the best will in the world, we could have conceded five goals in the first half. scored five Yeah, I know, well. I know. I, I enjoyed it and I applauded, applauded them off at half-time, but... It could have easily been 5-3, 5-0, whatever, but we yeah. did ship a lot of chances. Yeah. And Melier made some really good saves throughout the game and he's pretty much consistently our best player this yeah. season. He's been superb, I think, so far. Yeah, and he's he player of the year now. And he picked up an unfair booking today for managing to just tell the ref that he, he might want to stop him getting absolutely twatted on every single set piece. Um, and friend, friend obviously didn't like being told what to do. So It's funny, friend, I, I thought he was quite good up to a point, friend. And then just seemed to lose control of it. He seemed to want to make himself the star of it, you know, just being picky and finickety. He was like that from the start. The first two minutes was all about correcting the positioning of a throw-in being taken on halfway. That's the start of the game. That's where he started. And he's, he made them, um, West Ham, retake their kickoff as well, which is just boring. I wanted, I wanted to watch the game and there was a lot of just... Throw-ins seemed to be his special particular... Um, bugbear of the day of where they had to be taken, where they should exact positioning and all this kind of stuff. Um, and he, yeah, so he started annoying me, and then the rest of it was just he was just generally annoying. And um, yeah, and I don't know how I feel about the um, yellow card for Antonio for smashing Melier's teeth all over the the place. I don't think I can remember um, a reaction to a replay sounding like that. Like mm. it was because obviously I'd been watching it a few times with the little televues and it was pretty clear as soon as there was one replay of it it was like well that's got to hurt and that's not going to be a goal and um, I think Friend would have struggled to get out of Elland Road had he not cancelled the goal but then when it went on the big screen the noise was like the big it was like a bomb going off in the the stands which was um, exciting yeah everyone everyone knew though but I mean from where I was stood I was twice the distance away from that to, compared to Kevin Friend and he had a good line on it because he was stood between me and the incident and he still had to let it go to VAR. And we had that stupid showpiece going over and looking at number Johnny Five there in the corner by the tunnel. And just, is it a red card? I, I think the reason he got away with it is because, I, well, I watched the, the replay on the big screen and his eyes were always on the ball. He did connect with the elbow mm, and leave with the elbow. His elbow was pretty much in his mouth. Yeah, well, but we know I now mean, it's... The bush. That it's all based, bush. It's based on outcome, isn't it? Keep we know, up, we, bush. Well, his teeth were all over. He was bleeding and well, he had to have a stupid looking... Well, we know now. They made him look a fool. From what happened to Harvey Elliott. They referee based on outcome. 
So Bielsa should have been on the pitch, shouldn't he? Moyes was on the pitch at one he point. He came well. running on to kick a ball, <laughs> which I didn't care for. And then at the end, um, I stood and sat and watched what was happening after full time. And Moyes was giving it uh, the proper Steve Evans in front of the, the West Ham fans, which kind of... What, morbidly obese? <laughs> yes, he... In a sun hat. Stuffing his face full of chips like a, an opportunist seagull. And um, he seemed very happy to have got to, got the result. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? When you win, that tends to be the case. Um, yeah, but you don't want to be that happy. I mean, Bielsa's not going to go storming over to our away end if we ever win another game and start, I suppose he did when he was at Newell's, but he's um, he's grown out of that kind of thing. I, did, <sighs> I don't enjoy it from another team's manager, though, because it means we haven't won. You know, in the run-up to this, like, you were saying, and Phil said it as well on the Phil Hayes show, we need to start enjoying football a bit. And I, th- and I thought today I'd enjoyed it up to the point where they started scoring, which ruined my enjoyment, quite frankly. I did, I thought, oh, this has been a really good, a really entertaining game, and you can see how they're trying to chip away at each other. But then just, as you saw it, you saw it slipping away, didn't you, that last 20 minutes, half an hour? Weirdly, no. it, it was better than we were against West Ham in both games last season, and we lost both of those as well. But somehow this feels this worse. feels worse and like more of a crisis because we've not got points on the board. Hmm. But actually, we played we played really well for sections of it. It just felt like we at the, by the end I felt we'd run out of ideas. I know Moscow saying he thought we were attacking well, but it it felt to me like our attacks they always had us at arms reach a little bit. Like there were there were difficult chances and it was we were trying to butt the ball through a crowded box. Whereas Percent- it felt like percentage balls, didn't it? Whereas when they attacked, they they had massive gaps yeah, yeah. and. I didn't say we were attacking well. I said we were attacking a lot. <laughs> okay. Different. I didn't think we were attacking well. And I think that's, it was, I would paint it as kind of a, um, that it's, we fell down because of it in the end. There was, the game was there for us to win in the last 10 minutes. And we were attacking and getting close, but not so close that we were, you know, about to score. But there was enough for the players to think, let's keep going forward rather than let's shut up shop and play for a point. Like if, if West Ham had been mullering us, and we'd just gone um, into very defensive mode and thought, right, let's appoint as a good result against this team. Let's let's get that. Um, we may have got away with it, but there was just that little glimmer of if we keep going forward, click, keep, oh, he's getting a shot. Admit It's from 25 yards and it's not a great chance, but it's, oh, it's just that little bit there. And if we just, we can win this. And I think that's what ended up um, screwing us in the end because um, if it had been clear, that we were getting outclassed, then we may have not tried to win. Try, trying to win, we end up losing. That's annoying, isn't it? Mm, we can't keep losing, though, because if we keep doing that, we'll get relegated. Mm, I don't um, think we will, though. No, but it's that, that, that sense of uh, urgency is getting greater and greater. And we'll have to wait a week, if, at least. If we go behind against Watford, it's going to be hateful. But you, you, you are optimistic, based on what you saw today, that we should hopefully have too much for them. Um, I think once we do kickstart it, once we get that, you know, that first win on the board, I genuinely do believe it will just settle everybody down a little bit. And but. You say it's going to be hateful as well, but the crowd at full time was actually fine. I'd, People le- were- I'd left before then. <laughs> People were, had you stayed rather than leave in disgust? I watched it on the TV downstairs until they, the final whistle. But people stayed, people clapped, there was no booing, no one was shouting things at the players as they were they were walking around to clap the cop. And we've been in there enough times to know that feeling when it turns and you don't want to see them anymore and you just want to stay at the end so you can shout stuff at them yeah. and, you, and you're pissed off with it. Whereas today it felt like we gave it everything we could to try and win and a few things didn't fall for us and... You know, nope. nobody really did anything wrong, did they? You, no, you wouldn't really. look at any of those players. Apart from think... tracking runners, <laughs> which is where we keep losing games and conceding goals. We've conceded a lot of goals. Yeah, what was well, we've we've conceded a lot of defenders. 
Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that Antonio was able to score against a defence of Charlie Cresswell and Jamie Shackleton, who both played really well, but they're not first choices. And even Liam Cooper, it's debatable as to whether he's a first choice centre-back when everybody's fit. So the other angle to to factor into what happened towards the end of the game is you had inexperienced players and reserve players starting to wear down. Mm. So, and I think there it is... Um, it's tiring to, well, yeah, to well, not have all your best players there because you, the things you have to do to kind of um, account for Creswell's inexperience, getting him through an entire game is a lot of effort for a team to incorporate yeah. a, a, a young player for his Premier League debut. No matter how well they play, it is still um, it's something new that you've got to get used to. And um, and I think to have kept Antonio out for as long as we did and to play against him as well as we did, it is then double frustrating that. Um, the goal, you can see him, the way he kind of just crashes through Jamie Shackleton as if he's made of paper, and then it is Cresswell coming flying across to try and get the block in at the end to try and stop him. Um, and they're not experienced, seasoned Premier League defenders that you need against a, a player like that. In he's, that a, he's a massive handful, is Antonio. Mm. Like he, he's, he looks incredibly difficult to play against. And I thought, Cre- I thought Cresswell on the whole was really good against him. There was yep. one point where he absolutely like battered into him as well, and it was a proper... I mean, they're probably not dissimilar in weight, are they? I guess Creswell is himself like quite a unit. But for someone of 19 to be making his Premier League debut and doing that, I thought it was um, was very promising. And he he would have been had an easier game, I think, against a lot of maybe better players than Antonio in terms of technically. But physically speaking, he's probably as hard a challenge as you'll get this year. I loved his headers. Creswell's he, headers. He was coming out and we meeting them, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, there were two in a minute that got big cheers. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he... he um, he was enjoying it, wasn't he? You could tell he was enjoying it, and also he he fits what we like. Mm-hmm. I felt a bit sorry for him at times as well because in that that last half an hour in particular, it felt like there was just no op- there was an option for him, and it was he it kept, was, well, he kept, kept trying that ball, did that out ball that just wasn't there. Yeah. Like there was a couple of times, yeah. the click kind of shrugged at him as if to say, "What have you done that for?" But, but he, he had nothing else yeah. to do. He had no other options. Yeah. If, some, if, some, if someone had been shown for a pass, if Dallas or Phillips or someone had been there, I'm sure he'd have given the ball to him, but. When he did, it tended to be that they'd touch it, have two or three touches, give it back to him, and then turn, and he'd just be like, well... Can we talk about those two, actually, um, Phillips and Dallas? Because I've got, I've got contradicting feelings about midfield today. I thought we looked far better for having midfielders in midfield, I'll say that, and I thought Rodrigo was really good up front, particularly in the, in the first half. Um, he faded a little bit in the second half, I think, when they started sitting deeper and more compact, because you know, we were looking for the out ball, like you're saying, it just wasn't there. Um, but the midfield, uh, I thought we looked... Uh, we, we had the running of that space, I thought, in the first half. But then again, I thought in the second half, that's when we started to tire. And I think, but even in that first half, Phillips was looking just half a, half a yard slow at times. And yet in the second half, there were parts of it when he was excellent. But just sloppy passes and just being half a yard behind it. Same with Dallas. They both looked tired, I thought, given that they both played. And it was quite a physical encounter, wasn't it, at Fulham um, through the week. But just the pair of them. We, we looked far stronger in midfield. And yet, I think that's where we lost it. Dallas has not been quite right all season, has he? I think the, the Stuart Dallas at the end of last season was he was a, like a solid eight out of ten in every game, and I think this season he's he's probably not really edged above a six. Mm. And it bothering it, it the does, corner flag with that shot, it does, it does show. Fun. So yeah, I don't I don't know what the solution is in midfield because we've not got many of them. Well, I, can't, I, can't, uh, so. I, can't, I couldn't help but fall back on what I've been saying for a couple of weeks, and I don't want to be right, but we're, we're a midfielder short. Had we reinforced midfield in the summer and had a new, better option in there just to support what they're doing. You know, it's different, isn't it? Then we're not 
bringing in, you know, we haven't mentioned him yet, which is remarkable, but Tyler Roberts off the bench to go down the right. I could hear one person going mad in the West Stand, cheering <laughs> it, delighted with the, the substitution. He did nothing wrong. No, he didn't. And he was, there was, if we want to do the, let's the, very, let's the highlight do of Tyler Roberts' watch, it was a really nice, it was on halfway, it made absolutely no difference. Did a lovely body swerve that fooled mm. two of their players. He um, cut inside, didn't he? Not to, uh, it wasn't anywhere close to Rafinha nutmegging Ben Rama, which was one of the greatest that things great. I've ever watched. Particularly his sad walk away, <laughs> just, I will never um, recover from this. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And yeah, obviously, just to really make everybody much happier, Bielsa has chosen. He should have really. Ferme le bouche, Bielsa. Don't tell people that Adam Forshaw's torn his thigh minutes after mm. the uh, full-time whistle of a 2-1 defeat. Yes, yeah. a posterior thigh could be out for a minimum of a, of a month. They say it's normally a month, but because of his history with injuries over the last few years, it could be longer. Well, thank, thanks for bringing me the, uh, the, the news don't live. Don't blame me, blame Bielsa. Live on the stream. I didn't um, know this. I, I tend to just not look at stuff afterwards. I dared. I don't but like the it. midfield thing, the, what, the reason we were so good in the first half was Rodrigo um, dropping, dropping in, into yeah. midfield. And we, it was excellent from Click and Dallas. I spent a while in the lead-up to our goal, in fact, watching um, Click and Dallas and Rodrigo just to see what their movement was all about. And them... Moving out of the way, Rodrigo dropping deep, and he loves that little layoff or that spin and pass. There was one beautiful touch that um, went wide to Rafinha and then set up a really good chance for us. And that's what was really doing it. I was looking at um, West Ham's midfield. They have Declan Rice and whoever the team sheet check. Number eight. Uh, Four Nels, was yeah. he in there with him? And I was like, these are supposed to be Declan Rice's, the you know poor man's Calvin Phillips is supposed to be as good as him and we were running midfield just with a very simple um, piece of play and 
when we're talking about the, I don't know how much of the second half changes was to do with Click and Dallas and how much was to do with Rodrigo being knackered because he seems to get tired towards the end of a lot of games and he was not making those um, those deep drops to dictate the play in the second half and that's um, that's maybe more of a, so I don't know whether you would bring on Adam Forshaw or Lewis O'Brien or Conor Gallagher to replace him in that situation, whether that solves the problem or you're still just... I would have started Gallagher. Exactly the same because um, <laughs> Rodrigo's just knackered anyway. So that's the, that I, I was the problem. We stopped playing to Rodrigo's strengths towards the end as well. It felt like we just kept chipping up little balls to him and you expected him to win headers against Zag Bonner, isn't it? Who's, who's in, who seemed to be marking him most of the game. Who's really big and he's got he's got the run on him every time because it's just those little lofted balls that as a defender you can see coming and you can just run and jump over the back of a striker and get him every single time so that was frustrating I think yeah. uh, we were better when we were getting the space in behind because him dropping deep was playing out to the wings and then running back in it's him and Click and Dallas all storming forward and there was nice bits with um, Furpo and James well James wasn't great for one pick on anybody he was, um, he was fine though wasn't yeah, he yeah that, that, that run where he uh, looked really threatening where they just put it in behind him yeah. really played to his strength in fact I don't know who is their um, who was playing right back for the the Hammers from London is he good I suppose he's quite good isn't he he had a right old whinge about a tackle um, Phillips kind of tackled him and he went down audibly screaming and then when he didn't get the free kick just got up and started trying oh, mm. I suppose about play on but um, Jackie when he came on in the second half wasn't getting a lot of uh, um, change out of him. And that's why um, then losing Rafinha and replacing him with Roberts for all the, the love I have for him, then it you could feel we we were better on that side with Rafinha. And once he'd gone, we didn't have Jackie in top form against this um, person. And also, to be fair to him, Roberts, not a winger. No. That can do. I mean, well, I mean versatile, no, he? we're not totally sure what he is I suppose at this stage but he, but he did he, all right. he's not generally played on the wing though has he he's no. a special species all of his own and um, but he uh, and then Shackleton getting involved towards the end he was quite good at, at playing him but the we did have a there was at least one chance that came from sort of the Robert Shackleton click thing happening he, and you have these little squads on either side it's Harrison and, and Furpo um, teaming up with Dallas on the other side and it was all it was it was alright but it was kind of when you think what we expected against West Ham that first half is better than I expected us really to be doing against um, this very good team mm. and so I was happy with that and it does feel to me if we play um, as well as we did I don't think Watford beat us today yeah but we didn't play Watford doing it. it's a different no. game so I mean I'm just looking now you've you've broken that devastating news about Forshaw I was just thinking that tweet from Radrazani biting back at the fan, who was actually a fan of Forshaw, as it yeah, turned out. He was yeah, just being trying to have a bit of fun with, trying to have a bit of fun with him. Looks fo- really foolish now. Really, really it foolish. Looked, it looked foolish when he tweeted it in the well, first but you place. Knew, but you it just looked foolish knew, when yeah. he went back to it the other night. Just stay off. Well, stay unfortunately, off. at twenty to three today, just before kickoff, he's an engage he's engaging with somebody else who's had a nibble at him. Uh, about Forshaw. Um someone said, Our new signing Forshaw must be delivering sandwiches again today, Andrea, uh stealing a wage. Which, you know, not helpful from the tweeter, but you've got to rise above it, haven't you? And he's responded with, how long do you want to go on? I will always defend my players when they wear LUFC jersey are the best. Uh, nothing else to add. Hope now you can all give me break and support the lads today as always loudly and strongly come on Leeds. 
Um, terrible response to somebody telling it's not, but for sure to pack his bags like Nelly the elephant. And that's, but now we've lost. Um, yeah, everybody's going everyone on. Everyone pile it. in. Yeah, it's not helpful. Of, but they were going to do that anyway because of the tweet from weeks ago. So it's yeah. um, it's too late for him to ever. And it is, and also it is a little. Some of it is mean. Um, yeah. There's an article Dave uh, Guile has written in the new issue of the Square Ball um, about you know the whole our uh, sending to the glue factory stuff. Um, has kind of lost its humour long since, and this only kind of um, returns it because you know you you do have medical insurance. But technically, you know you you shouldn't be sacked for a torn thigh. That would be unfair. Mm. So and or thrown in the bin or chucked in the river or sent away. And no no matter it doesn't matter if you preface the tweet by saying I am sorry, but it's still um, unfair. And also it's a month. So mm. maybe repair that tear. Weeks, not months. Get his thigh back into condition. Get him going in the under-23s again. And then maybe, maybe, maybe by 2025, there will be an Adam Forshaw that we can actually watch. And Well, he's out, he's out of contract in the summer, isn't he? So. Or maybe Luke Ayling gets fit and then Shackleton moves into midfield. Would, yeah. you, actually, would, you, would you put option. Shackleton in midfield later on? Would you maybe put Dallas at right back and swap Shack? Or you can, I know that's, it's I fanciful know. thinking because you don't unbalance your system, do you, when it's... That's the thing. It feels like we've done... It happened... In the Fulham game to an extent as well, when you start switching everything around, you you just sort of lose shape and purpose, and no one if no one quite knows their jobs as well as they did at the start of the game. I feel like when you start shuffling everyone around, as tempting as it is to go, oh well, Dallas looks a bit tired and he's not quite not quite doing it in there. Maybe switch him over, but mm. it's very difficult to go from playing right back to playing centre mid. I think we already had a lot of changes in there as well. If you think mm. of Rodrigo moving to striker, um, but still being as effective as he would have been if he was playing 10. It's interesting. There's not like a great difference in the way he plays. I guess it's just where um, he has to be with regard to Bamford's position when they're on the pitch together, but still dropping deep and um, and going forward. So that was a change. And that meant, you know, Click is playing in his position. We've then got Charlie Cresswell has come in, who is brand new. And Jamie Shackleton is in place. So there's already quite a lot going on. And then that's kind of where I was same before that when you start taking Rafinha comes out of there and um, that was the, the big change, wasn't it? Then those, maybe that was the tipping point. You can absorb so many changes, then there'll be one just becomes more than a team can withstand. But, to go back to Rodrigo, I think you're right in saying he doesn't play in a completely different way, whether he's a 10 or, or a 9. But I feel like having actual midfielders behind him, mm. you just don't know it's that big gap which you do when he plays. So the, risks, he plays. the risks are not as risky, but you know like those yeah. little half turns that he tries to do when you're slightly further up. And I know he's dropping deep to do it because Click was like more advanced than him for most of the mm. first half. Yeah, but they're not as costly because you draw in centre back out. I think so. I agree yeah. with you on that. It yeah. just doesn't. It feels like it. It works when he's doing it from nine, whereas when he's doing it from ten, it's it's just easy to defend against because it ends up with a midfielder marking him, and then there's no one there's no one there when he loses the ball it's there's just a big void where midfielders should be mm. so the solution is we sell Bamford I think so yeah he had a good, I did think don't even just give him away I think first half <laughs> I was watching Rodrigo and it did cross my mind of like you put Bamford back in mm-hmm. if, if he keeps this up I don't know how long Bamford's going to be out but if we have now say a month or whatever of uh, Rodrigo at nine playing this well then Bamford's fit do you just tell him Go do your silly little podcast, mate. Not interested. <laughs> and I, I was thinking it with the the defence as well because I thought Shackleton was pretty good at right back. Cresswell was very good. You know, it, it, Ailing's not had a great start to the season. Mm. Centre backs keep coming in and out. Yeah, and we look fresher. Injured. We look fresher. Like we? Mm. It, 
part of me thought it'd be quite nice if those two just played well and stayed in. Like, it feels like it's been ages since we had, probably because we've been half decent for a while now, but it feels like ages since we've had a young player who just comes into the side and stays there. Normally, it's they come in for a game and then they drop out and you see him in a cup match. And it, it, I, like Lewis Cook would be the last one that came in and straight away you were like, he's just got to play every game because he's dead mm. good. Mm. So it'd be nice if that I, it, I think it was, yeah. yeah it was, we looked fresh. I thought it was, it was good to freshen us up today. Like I said, the only two that didn't look fresh, I think, were, were Phillips and, and Dallas, who, look, who just looked a little bit leggy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just worry. I don't know. It's, it feels worrying to me. But look at it this way, to soothe your worries. Going forward, we're very good against West Ham today, in and that's without Bamford. So that's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Agree? Well, yeah. yeah. Happy? I'm, Happy? I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board the hype train. And then at the back, we gave up two late goals. Mm-hmm. But the defence can benefit as well as Shackleton and Cresswell played. But if you get a top form ailing back or Shackleton carries on, and then you have the choice of bringing in Llorente and Cock and Stroke alongside or instead of Cooper, maybe it's, you know, drop Cooper and put somebody in alongside Cresswell. But we we should, we'll have Stroke back for the next game and we will have, hopefully, Cock and or Llorente will be back with us pre-foreshore. Hmm. I mean... Probably the world will end pre for sure. We'll have global warming. We'll, we'll close everything down. So that's going to taking this a more depressing direction than I wanted. But <laughs> you're not selling it to me now. We can bring the. I'm out. We will have defenders. Uh, we will have defenders coming back in, so that in the future, um, next time we play West Ham, maybe Antonio won't just be flying forward at a couple of teenagers um, and barging them out of his way to score. When um, you know, let's see him try that with your rente. He can bully Jamie Shackleton. I could bully Jamie Shackleton, but let's see him start getting fresh with uh, Diego when he's back and he'll go crazy on him. Trying to be positive about it then, I'm just thinking, I thought, I can't remember if I mentioned it earlier or not, I thought Furpo was better today. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be getting there. Full, still a little bit full of nervous energy at times, like he wants to impress too much, but once he settles in, I think he'll be fine. Was he at fault for the first goal at all? It was far end, I, I couldn't properly tell. I did the, bo- the bollocking seemed to happen um, in the direction of people saying it was uh, Harrison got the bollock in for this by a few players so whether he didn't track his man or whatever but I think he just stuck his foot out didn't he and it yeah been. it was um, Jackie was caught the guy was in behind and he was he maybe could have been faster getting there I think is the the complaint um, and then he was allowed to to run inside which you can tell maybe from the fact that that didn't happen very often that it wasn't supposed to happen it's not like uh, Bugalugs was running in from the, the right wing time after time and then the shot just, yeah, pit Furpo and it's kind of not not what Junior, as the commentator in midweek called him, needed. Mm. You would have liked to just let it go enough of Stuart Dallas, who people like. <laughs> well, yeah, to, just to wrap it up on a more positive note, what I was going to say was, um, had we got out of that with a 1-1, which we were you know, five minutes away from, I, I think I would have quite enjoyed today. Yeah. Um, but as it is, it feels like I've been given a hefty smack in the bollocks. Well, you started this. And I've grazed, I've grazed my elbow. Look at that. Grazed my elbow. I did that last night when we went for beers. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> Somewhere on the journey home, I got you home. Had a fall. I got home and I was bleeding. <laughs> I've had a fall. <laughs> yeah. And then I kept banging it today, and I think on the seat edge, and, uh, and it's just, it's all gone wrong, hasn't it? Get it bandaged up. Get a nice pack on it like Rafinha's legs. But you started by saying that we need to try and enjoy the football more and I felt the same if it had been 1-1 I would have thought that was an absolutely cracking that was game. my prediction as well one all mm. and um, and, it, and all it needed so for all the depression click in in the goal next time and then um, at the other end don't let them score and also Kevin Friend send their strikers off before 
they get the chance to score against us. Yeah. That would be very helpful. Um, I'd like that to happen. Yeah, that'd be fair enough. You've got a little bit tasty behind me, you know, in the uh, in the East Stand, uh, in the Adidas box of all places. Like when West Ham scored, there was it, some... Uh, the bloke from Puma turned up. Well, yeah, no. The, uh, there must have had some fans in there uh, who have been a bit vocal and uh, quite a number of people objected to their celebrations and well, was, let it be known. There was quite a lot going on after the goal. We had to wait around for the game to restart because it was West Ham fans running on the pitch and um, scrapping with stewards trying to avoid being arrested. Is that because do you think maybe they're 400 yards from the pitch in their pathetic stadium? <laughs> they were very quiet actually I thought on the whole West Ham fans. Yeah but it was one of those games where I don't know it kind of ebbed and flowed didn't it and when um, we went a bit quiet when we were on the back foot and they did but you know, I, they agree we were better. I feel like I've got memories of West Ham being, being better as away mm. fans. They just sing about bubbles all the time isn't they? The big the, Michael the Jackson fans yeah. yeah and they've got nothing else so pretty dull from that respect and then they got very excited about the goal and there was all the players were throwing the shirts into the crowd and all that kind of stuff as if to reward them for braving the north mm, right well same time again next week then after we've beaten Watford yes yeah and uh, maybe if, a little bit earlier if everything doesn't go wrong on the stream if you are a, a TSB plus subscriber give us your feedback on uh, on this and yeah thanks for subscribing we appreciate it keeping us off the streets um Give us your feedback on the feedback form, but you, you've sent that yeah, out, Yeah, I've sent the email and also on the website, if you go to the menu um, under the, the account section, I think there's TSB Opinions, the link is there and you'll find everything you need will always be at that link, assuming I've updated it, but it, which I have, definitely have. <laughs> Good. Um, and otherwise, watch out for this on uh, on YouTube to watch for you if you want to, if you want to indulge in another Leeds United defeat <laughs> as we are in the relegation zone uh, and we'll return. With We're the not main, bottom of it though. With the main They're show. already as bad as we are results-wise. There are teams that are worse. It's Burnley and Newcastle below us. No, it must be Norwich. Norwich. And I mean, Norwich, we know Newcastle Norwich should laughable. be there. Yeah, Norwich so. haven't scored a goal yet this season. And even, I feel like they lose about 2 or 3-0 every single game. Also, I don't know the details, but did Scum really concede in the yeah. 90th minute and then miss a penalty in the 95th? Yeah. I mean, life isn't so bad, really, is it? That's good. That's the kind of thing to keep you warm. Right. Uh, thanks for listening and or watching. We'll return with yeah, propaganda, Cockney propaganda. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> what? And the main show and the Phil Hay show. My mum loved that goal. All the other shows. Thanks for thanks for listening and watching. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. The match ball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.